All right. Good morning. Good morning. Again, it's so good to see all of your beautiful faces on this morning. Um, It is always an honor and a pleasure to be welcomed into the house of our Lord. Amen. No matter how long or how hard or how much of a struggle that our weeks have been, we have this time and this place to gather together as like-minded believers to come to the feet of our Savior who's worthy of our worship, who's worthy of the glory and the adoration and the praise. And I can't think of any better way to end our week and to start our next week by coming into this place and worshiping our Savior. Amen. The God who gives and is good and is good even when he takes away. Amen. So once again, welcome to the Village Church. My name is Marcus Nobles, and it's my pleasure to stand here before you. If I can get technology to work with me, I'm going to give you our announcements for this morning, September the 11th. Welcome to the Village Church, where our mission is to know Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, and to glorify Jesus. Our vision is broken people coming together to embrace and extend Jesus' love. We are now using Linktree. This allows us to connect all online information to our church, the giving of tithes, offerings, along with social media platforms, all in one place. If you scan the QR code, which is located in your bulletin um, down there in the right corner, um, you will see the um, um, our Linktree app. Um, if you scan that with your phone's uh, camera, you'll get a short link. When click, navigates you to a web page with a list of every link that you would need concerning a church. If you're a guest today, welcome. We ask that you scan the QR code located in the worship guide and click on the link provided. Um, then click on the menu for first-time guests. At the Village, we believe that giving of tithes and offering is an act of worship, and you may give to the vision and mission of the church by scanning the uh, QR link tree code, again, which is located in your worship guide. Everybody see it? Everybody see it? Yes. <laughs> and using the menu item uh, titled TVC Giving, this will direct you to the link on the webpage. Or you may give um, uh, via check by, by mailing a check to our address, which is 2103 Virginia Boulevard, Huntsville, Alabama, 35811. Or many options. After service, you may drop your offering off in the designated area in the back of the sanctuary. Today, we have uh, SEC after worship service, which is our Sunday equipping class. It consists of first steps, um, village kids, youth and adult sermon discussions, Afterwards, the Goodson Village Group will meet in the church house. On September 14th, we have corporate prayer at 7 p.m. And on September 17th, we have a work day at Lincoln Village Ministries. There will be a separate flock note sent to sign up if you plan to attend. Um, The women's ministry event corner, um, there's a women's ministry event, and it's on the corner of our worship guide. If you look on the back of your worship guide, it is there. Sorry. Sorry. I read that wrong. And on Tuesday, uh, September 20th um, at 5.30 p.m., fellowship at the church house, followed by Bible study at 6. One last announcement. Save the date. TVC Women's Ministry will be looking to host a fall mini retreat on October 15th from 3 to 7 p.m. Look forward to a time of personal reflection, food, and fellowship. Those are our announcements. Please govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Now let's take a second, a moment to center ourselves as we transition into worship. Amen. So if you would please just silently take a moment 
And then together we will sing Jesus at the center of it all.
so glad that our lives, Lord, are all about you. Amen. Now for our call to worship. Today's call to worship comes from Psalms 145, verses 1 through 7. I'll leave the part where it says leader, and and let's um, together read the part where it says people. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. So don't be afraid to sing it with me, all right?
up. Y'all sound real good. Come on. All your grace is. All your grace is enough. All your grace is enough for me. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Welcome to the Village Church. Welcome to the Village Church. Now at this point in time, we're going to have a prayer of praise. But I'd like to give people their flowers. You know why they're here. I would like to thank all the parents in here. All of y'all, raise your hand, please. All of you. It's a lot of parents in here. Raise your hand. Thank you. I want to thank you all for bringing your kids out over this weekend to celebrate themselves. The Village Church has, a, has a, a plan for their lives, and so does God. Our goal is for our kids to bond, establish relationships, to be having accountability partners, to help them spur each other along. And it's important to us that they, we catch them early and for us to keep them and, and pour into them. The Bible talks about a point when you, when you rise, let the word hit them. When they let, and the sun is setting, let the word hit them. When they walk past your doorpost, they should hear the word of God and the gospel every single day. So I want to thank the parents, but I also want to thank Mr. McClure, Mrs. McClure. Yeah, you can get clap it up. Go ahead and give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. I think the kids will say they had a ball. My kids say it was worth the sleep depravity. I'm not going to say that. But I, I will say I enjoy them enjoying themselves. I would like to thank the shipments. Thank you guys for staying in all night. I, got, I must confess my sin for all people because uh, she said I was singing in my native tongue while I was sleeping. I was snoring. I was like, you know, I felt good about myself. I, I pray for yours, but I got mine. Praise the Lord. I also like to thank um, Patrick and Miss Christina for coming and staying the whole night as well. They were a blessing to us and a blessing to our kids. So let's continue to pour into them. While we on praising, um, I think many of you may have got the message that we had a, a great loss but God got a great game. I think God utilized our good friend, our good friend Larry Bricker. Over 79 years he gave his life to Christ. I had a great opportunity just to speak to him on several different occasions. And he desired nothing more that Christ's name be praised and lifted high. He went to a point where he couldn't barely speak, but he would, he would mumble praises to his Lord. And we would sing songs. He would celebrate his Lord on his dying bed. And I'll just say, this is a great time for him, for us to really recognize how great of a leader we had as an elder of this church. He laid many bricks here, not physically, but spiritually. He hit me deeply. This is it's gonna trip you out. I'm talking to this guy. He's gonna tell me, hang in there. I was like, what? No, you hang in there. Me being selfish, I'm like, I want you to stay. But he's like, it's not my job to negotiate with God. I'm sorry. Okay. So I want to say this, that it was an honor to worship with him. 
And I always say this all, I love doing church with you guys, but let's make our, let's make our time count because he made his count. He made it count. But one thing I was saying when he said, hey, hang in there, it wasn't about, oh, don't cry. He was like, don't cry for me. I'm good. He said, go share the gospel. Stand in the gap. Hold up the bloodstained banner. And that's the word I would say that he left for us to do. So with that, let's have a moment of silence. And I will break that silence for going on to the next step in this program. Amen. You may be seated. We will now have the confession of sin. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my to my plea for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me. In your righteousness, enter not into judgment with your servant. For no one living is righteous before you. I have read to you Psalms 143, verses 1 through 2. We have a silent confession. We'll also have our uh, assurance of pardon. It comes from Psalms 144.2. The Lord is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and in he in whom I take refuge. Amen. Amen. Well, we have our scripture reading this morning from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. May we stand to Acts 1, verses 1 through 11. Wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise. Praise the Lord. Which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, It is not for you to know time or period that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, you receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come come on you, and you will be with witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and, and and to the ends of the earth. After he had said said this, he was taken up as they were watching. And a cloud took him out of this, out of their sight. While he was going, while he was going, they were gazing into heaven. And suddenly, two men in the white clothes stood stood by them. They said, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into the heavens? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into the heavens, will come in to say, 
come in the same way that you that you have seen him going let me say that again please they said men of galilee who do you stand looking up into the heavens the same jesus whom has take has been taken from you into the heavens will come in the same way that you have seen him going into the heavens i've read to you acts 1 verses 1 through 11 May God bless his word.
may be seated. We are going to have a ministry moment, and I think it's for the women's ministry, yes. So Taylor Pierce, she's going to come and give us a, a ministry moment for the women's ministry. So welcome, Taylor Pierce. Um, it's been since the spring when we started women's Bible study that I've talked about it up here. So um, as a refresher, we have women's Bible study um, third Tuesday of every month. It's in the church house, which is right there. Um, and it's at 530. We typically eat a light dinner and then start at six. Um, what's really nice about it, uh, especially for all of us with busy schedules, is each passage we all um, come to at the same time for the first time. There's not homework. I print it out. It's usually really short, and it's um, a really good time to um, talk together, to um, ask questions of the passage of God's Word, and and then my favorite part is our application and how we discuss how um, how we use this in our lives and how we use this to grow closer to the Lord and each other. So, um, yeah, it's really nice, and just once a month so like I said since there's not like continuity between each one if you've never been to one it's fine if you show up if you come once or every time it doesn't really matter we would love to have you so um yeah hope to see you there and uh and I'm going to say really quick we'll have our women's retreat October 15th and we'll have another ministry moment about that um closer to it but that will be awesome as well, there's a really cute new flyer out in the um, table outside about it, so you could put it on your fridge and be reminded. It's really cute, made by Aaliyah. She's awesome. And yeah, so now I'm going to pray, prayer of supplication before God's word. Um, Father, thank you so much for your presence this morning um, with the Village Church. Thank you for the rain and the sunshine. Um, I ask that we reminded of your presence um, this morning in the sermon, just like we need um, rain and sun to our soul um, from you, from your word, from your people, um, so that we can grow, um, be your disciples, and be at, be at peace as we, um, as we listen, even though there's distractions, and we may have sad and rain grave-filled times in our lives, um, you're with us, and um, there's always the promise of sunshine. Um, thank you for, thank you for your word as we hear it from Pastor Alex. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Taylor. If you are on the women's ministry leadership team, can you please stand up? I think we got some new members on the team. And so these sisters are, please, please, please stand up. These sisters are the ones that God has raised up to help disciple the ladies in our congregation. And so please pray for them, pray for their ministry, pray for their families. And also, uh, if you are a sister and you want to get connected, these are the sisters that you can reach out to and they'll help you get connected with the things that we're doing within our church for our sisters. So 
Ladies, thank y'all so much for your service. Thank y'all for serving us well. Thank you. You may be seated. I know DeMarco mentioned to y'all about our brother Larry. Uh, there will be some more information sent out about the memorial service that will be held here at the church. So just make sure you check your plot note about that and continue to keep their family, Mary Lou, the kids, the grandkids, the family, and your prayers uh, during this time of bereavement. So if you have your Bible, open it to um, Acts chapter 11. Sorry, Acts 1, not chapter 11. And the final scene of Black Panther uh, King T'Challa stands at a podium similar to what I have here uh, before the United Nations to give a speech. And he says to these world leaders, uh, Wakanda, we're no longer watched from the shadows. We cannot, we must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on earth should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusion of divisions uh, threatens our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than divides us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we're one single tribe. One single tribe. These words are a wonderful example of this Come to Join the Mission Envision Sermon Series. These words are really our rallying cry for all TVC disciples. We all know the truth. More connects us than divides us. In times of crisis and conflict, TVC disciples build bridges towards one another, not barriers that separate us. We look after one another. We're one single tribe and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who we, who, we, um, who we have saving faith in and who we enjoy through an intimate relationship and personal relationship and who we glorify with our life. As TVC disciples, we are broken people coming together to embrace and extend Jesus' love. And finally, as TVC disciples, we are witnesses to Jesus Christ. That's an amen statement. We are witnesses to Jesus Christ. This is seen in today's text in Acts 1, verses 1 through 11. And the sermon title is the Mo Initiative. And Mo is an acronym for Missions, Outreach, Evangelism. Missions, Outreach, Evangelism. And the big idea of this sermon is this. TVC disciples commit themselves to the Mo Initiative both corporately and individually. We intentionally engage in missions and outreach and evangelism when we gather as a church and also when we scatter out and go back to the places where we live, play, and work. But do we believe it? Bless, bless your, yes, Lord, we believe it. But sometimes we need you to help our unbelief. And Jesus is able and he is willing. All we have to do 
is asking. So join me now in asking the Lord to help our unbelief. Let's pray. Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. None of us come here with everything all figured out when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to this faith. But we know we serve a God who does have it all figured out. And a God who does not rest, a God who does not grow weary. And so if we're tired, if we're burned out, if we're hurt, Lord, we know we can come into your presence for healing, holistic healing. And so, Holy Spirit, as we gather here, I pray that that you would minister to our minds, to our hearts, that you would minister to our whole being. I pray that you will soften our hearts, that we can hear the word preached. And that you would minister to us in the places where we need you to. We don't have to hide what we feel. We don't have to hide our emotions. We don't have to pretend that everything in our life is just awesome all the time. We don't have to pretend that this church is, is perfect and we always like each other. We don't have to pretend that we always get along either. So, Lord, as we are gathered today, we bring to you all of our mess, all of our issues, all of our hurts, all of our conflicts, all of our insecurities, all of our unbelief, all the things that we're dealing with, all the mess, all the clutter, all the to-do lists, all the things that were left undone this week, all of our hurt. Feelings of loss, despair, hopelessness, we bring it to you. For your word says, cast all of our anxieties on you because, why? Because you care for us. So Holy Spirit, if we're not able to do that, can you do it for us? And I pray for all this in Christ's name. Amen. One Christian leader says, a a good witness isn't like a salesman. Emphasis is on a person rather than a product. A good witness is like a signpost. It, It doesn't matter whether it's old, young, pretty, or ugly. It has to point in the right direction and be able to be understood. We are witnesses to Christ. We point to him. That's an amen statement. We are witnesses to Christ, and we point to him. That's what we are as TVC disciples. We are witnesses to Jesus Christ, and and we point people to Jesus. We're going to point to him, point people to Jesus through this Mo initiative. We point people to to other people to him through missions and and outreach and, and evangelism. And this, the first thing we have to understand is that this Mo initiative is not about us. We're not pointing people to TVC. We're pointing people to Jesus. Because they may come to Jesus and not want to come to church here. And that's fine. So the ministry does, this does not belong to us. This is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
just like the apostolic ministry of the apostles is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Please know that the book of Acts is about the ministry of the Spirit, not the apostles. The book of Acts is a ministry of the Holy Spirit, not the ministry of the apostles. Luke leads us to this truth in Acts 1, verses 1 through 5. Now I have a question for y'all. Are y'all ready? How many days are there between Jesus' resurrection and ascension? Yes, 40 days. Now, guess what Jesus does throughout those 40 days? He teaches. He ministers to the disciples through the Holy Spirit. And Luke also tells us that Jesus even chooses those disciples through the Spirit. You see, the Spirit is present in Jesus' pre-resurrection ministry, and he's also present in his post-resurrection ministry. You see, Luke is preparing us that there's a transition getting ready to take place between Jesus and the Spirit. And it happens here in the books of Acts. Look at verses 1 through 3. Luke says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all the things Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up. After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he has chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering with many proofs, appearing to them 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. A late Presbyterian minister says, once said, All the blessed intercourse between the risen Lord and his disciples, during the 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, all the communication that he had with them pertaining to the kingdom of God is traced back to the Holy Spirit. It's traced back to the Holy Spirit. Now, if Jesus relies on the Holy Spirit, then what do y'all think that means for the apostles and for us today? If Jesus, the greatest of all time, if his ministry was dependent upon the Holy Spirit, now how much the ministry of the apostles in us today? For we're not greater than Jesus, and neither are the disciples. It means they have to rely on the Spirit as well. It means we as TVC disciples have to rely on the Spirit also. So remember what I said earlier, the more initiative of our church is a ministry of the Holy Spirit, just like the apostolic ministry in the book of Acts is his ministry. Like, it's never going to be about us, ever. Think about this, beloved. Jesus' ministry is supernatural. Would you agree with that? Well, Pastor Alice, what do you mean by supernatural? Great question. I'll tell you. The supernatural is, is, is the realm that is above and beyond the natural. It transcends our natural reality. And it can't always be explained through a sermon or through a book or a TED talk. The supernatural is the realm of the divine. And Jesus' ministry fits into the definition of the supernatural. And Jesus knows in order for a supernatural ministry to continue after he ascends into heaven, he knows someone else is needed. He knows that supernatural ministry needs a supernatural helper. And we ain't it. The apostles are not it. The spirit is the supernatural helper who is sent to continue Jesus' ministry on earth through the apostles and later through the church.
That's it. Another Christian says, Jesus' ministry on earth, exercised personally and publicly, was followed by his ministry from heaven, exercised through his spirit by his apostles. Let amen state that. This means the apostolic ministry will not begin until the promised Holy Spirit comes. It won't begin. It won't start without him. That's why Jesus strongly commands the apostles to do not depart from Jerusalem. Do not leave. Stay put and sit tight. And for Americans, we don't know how to do that. The church in America does not know how to do that. Because we want Christianity in the microwave. We don't know how to sit and be still. Look at verses 4 and 5. And while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Since the apostolic ministry is a ministry of the Holy Spirit, what should be the first response of the disciples? What do y'all think? Since the Moa Initiative is a ministry of the Holy Spirit, what should be our first response? Prayer is part of it. Be still and wait. Which, in, which involves prayer. Jesus strictly charges the disciples to do this, that. Don't y'all leave Jerusalem. It is for your good and benefit to be still. Y'all, y'all need to wait. For the Father to send this promised supernatural helper. Notice, he doesn't say God. He says Father, which means your Father who provides for you. You see, learning to wait on the Father is the first response to any Christian ministry. Do you know how to wait? And we wait in hope for him to make the first move. We wait in hope for him to provide what's needed before we step out and act. Think about this. These apostles have been with Jesus for three years. Three years. They sat under his teaching, participating in his ministry, witnessing him do all these miracles. These brothers, they have ministry experience. They're disciples of the greatest leader of all time. All time. And yet they are still not ready to start the apostolic ministry. Think about that. You have leaders, but you never sat at Jesus' feet like them. And the same is true for us. We need more than just ministry experience. We need more than just degrees and seminary degrees. We need more than just connections and resources, more than just time, talents, and treasures, more than missions and outreach and evangelism. We and the apostles need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because, no, these apostles weren't educated. They didn't go to seminary. But yet these are the men that God chose. But now what does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Luke tells us in Luke chapter 4, verse 49, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says to the disciples, and behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city 
until you are clothed with power from on high. To be baptized with the Holy Spirit is to be anointed with him, to be clothed with him, to have him come upon you and rest upon you. You see, Jesus is God with us. The Holy Spirit is God inside of us. Take those words to heart. Jesus is God with us. The Spirit is God in us. God who lives inside of us supernaturally. Because remember, a supernatural ministry is a supernatural helper. Again, you're not it. You won't ever be it. The Spirit is the one who moves the ministry forward. Why do you think Christianity has been around all this time? You think it's because of us? We've done so much. We tried to destroy it ourselves. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the reason why. He moves Jesus' ministry forward after Jesus ascends. The Spirit moves it forward through these apostles and later through the church. Another pastor says, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. We are ships without wind, branches without sap, and cold without fire. We are useless. You need to let that sink in for a moment. We are useless without the Spirit. Without the Spirit, the apostolic ministry in the book of Acts would be useless. Without the Spirit, every ministry of the church would be useless. Beloved saints, the Spirit is our wind, our sap, and our fire, but do we believe it? Because I think Christianity in America, we think if we, had, if we build it, they'll come. It's like the field of dreams. Build it and they'll come. We can be six flyers over Jesus and they'll come. But it's the spirit in it. It's the spirit of God in it. Because in America, you can grow a ministry and Christ not be in it because we live in America. You can do that. You can grow a brick church and the spirit won't even be there. People have places and locations that represent joy for them. They also have locations and places that can represent pain for them as well. What are your places of joy and what are your places of pain? It can be a city, a state, a, a, a country, or a neighborhood. It can be a person or a group of people. It can be the beach. It can be the wilderness. It can be the mountains. It can be the church. It can be a club. You see, Jesus can relate to y'all here, for he has a location that represents for him both pain and joy. It's a location that becomes a place of humiliation and glorification for Jesus. Do y'all know the name of this place? It's his favorite place he used to go to throughout the Gospels. The Mount of Olives. The Garden of Gethsemane. The place where of Jesus' agony, his betrayal, and arrest. And now it's going to be the place of his ascension and his final blessing to his apostles. You see, he and the apostles, they gather at the Mount of Olives. This is what Luke tells us in verse 6. He says, so when they had come together, 
And after gathering at the Mount of Olives, the apostles asked Jesus a question. It's a question related to what he has been teaching them these 40 days. Look at verse 3. Look back at verse 3. It says, Jesus presented himself alive to the apostles after suffering many, with many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. You see, the apostles asked Jesus about God's kingdom. Look at verse 6. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They didn't ask this question just once. They asked this question over and over again during the 40 days. And TVC Saints, please understand that the, the apostles, they don't know Jesus getting ready to ascend into heaven when they're asking him this question. They spent three years with Jesus. They witness him die. And then also witness him come back to life. <laughs> and now he's with them for 40 days, teaching them about the kingdom. And so the logically like, well, this is getting ready to happen. It's happening. See, Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. See, they're different too now. Look at uh, back in Luke 24, verse 44. Jesus says, these are my words that I have spoken to you while I was with you. And everything written about me and the law and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then Luke says in verse 45, then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So Jesus had to give them insight into the future coming of the kingdom. The question being asked, it comes out of what they've been learning for, from him these 40 days. And I believe their question is similar to the question that we asked Jesus today. And you know the question, how long, O oh Lord? How long, O oh Lord, will you do it now? Have you ever asked that question? How long, O oh Lord? Notice that Jesus doesn't rebuke them from asking this repetitive question. And nor does he directly give them a yes or no. Typical of Jesus. But his answer is similar to the answer some adults give kids. He tells them, it's none of y'all business. <laughs> it's none of y'all business. The adults are talking, and this is none of your business. The timing of the full coming of God's kingdom is not for them to know. And it's not for us to know. Look at verse 7. Jesus says, it is not for y'all to know the times and seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. It's not meant for y'all to know these things. It's not meant for y'all to, to concern yourselves with the seasons and times that the Father has fixed for himself. These words should take us back to Deuteronomy 29, 29. What does Moses tell the people? The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all of the law. This means the apostles won't be receiving any special revelation about the exact time of God's kingdom coming in its fullness. That's what that means. And neither will any church leader today, theologian or pastor. So this means if you're on YouTube and social media or watching a church service, 
and someone says God has given them a revelation about when the end time is going to come, that person's lying. Because Jesus already said, that isn't your lane. You don't know what the Father has fixed by his own authority. It's the Father's lane to know the exact time when his kingdom is going to come in its fullness. So we need to get out of his lane and stay in the lane that he created for us. We as TV disciples, we have a lane. It's a lane that originally was created for these apostles, but the lane did not disappear when they passed on the glory. What's the lane? Being witnesses to Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. When I say amen, say That's what the apostolic ministry is about in the book of Acts. That's what this Moab initiative is all about, being witnesses to Jesus Christ, pointing other people to our Lord and Savior. Look at what Jesus tells the apostles in verse 8. He says, but y'all shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon y'all. And y'all will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You do realize they died before it went to the ends of the earth, right? So Jesus knew it was going to outlive them. You see, Jesus' ministry doesn't end when he ascends. It continues with the apostles. Jesus' ministry doesn't end when all the apostles die. It continues with the church. And Jesus' ministry doesn't end when certain Christians die. It continues generation after generation because it's fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening. God doesn't stop working when we die. He continues to move his kingdom forward. The spirit moves the ministry forward. And he advances God's kingdom through this world by using God's people as vessels. We're vessels. His spirit enables the apostles to be witnesses to Christ. You think Peter would have stood up at Pentecost and gave that powerful sermon without the spirit? That was the Spirit at work in his brother. That's the Holy Spirit doing that. The Spirit will enable us as TVC disciples to be witnesses of Christ, both locally and globally. We are sent out by his, by his clothing his power to be his witnesses. But now... What are we to be witnesses of when it comes to Christ? It's the same thing he told the disciples in Luke 24. Jesus says to them, Thus it is written, written, For the Christ shall suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance of forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. We bear witness to Christ. By sharing the gospel through our life and through our words. Through gospel truth and gospel deeds. And all begins right here with these 11 apostles. Remember what Jesus says in verse 5. They will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. How many days are between Jesus' ascension and the coming of the Spirit? How many days do they have to wait? 
Ten days. Ten days. Can you wait ten days? Can, I, can the church in America wait ten days? Can, 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 can our ministry wait ten days? We just got to go. Go, 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 go. So you have to wait ten more days. And they don't wait in fear. They wait in hope. Why? It's because, what, it's because of what happens after Jesus ascends into heaven. Jesus leaves them with a future promise. Look at verses 9 through 11. When Jesus had said these things, and as they were looking on, and, and he was lifted up, and, and a cloud took him out of their sight, and while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes. And they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. See, they carry with them back to Jerusalem the promise of the second coming. You see that there. They leave Mount of Olives with a promise that one day the Jesus who ascended will one day descend again. That is a future promise. So there, the apostolic ministry, is, it, it happens between the first and second coming. And this is one of the reasons why we, we see them doing what they're doing in, in Luke 24, verses 52 and 43. It says they worship Jesus and they return to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continuing in the temple praising God. Why were they doing that? Because they know one day my Savior's coming back. A promise that he's coming again. The apostolic ministry is done through the power of the Holy Spirit while holding on to a future hope and a future promise. Do you hold on to that future hope and promise? As we do ministry in this church, do we do it holding on to that future promise and that future hope? The more initiative is how we're going to be witnesses of Christ in Huntsville, in this community, in the places where you live, shop, and play. Here's the thing we got to understand. No other group of people can be witnesses of Jesus, but his people. You need to understand that. No one else get the privilege to share Jesus with other people but us. The government, we can't leave that to the government. Can't leave that to social programs. We get that privilege. That is our lane. We give people when we share the gospel, we give them the hope and the future promise of Jesus' return. And, 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 and this gospel is more than just getting saved, dying, and going to heaven. And that's something that the, church, the evangelical church in America, that's what we, we, that's what we always use to focus on. Get them saved and go to heaven. The gospel is bigger than that. We're offering people a gospel that's about cosmic redemption. It's the redemption of all things are being made new. Not just my soul. Everything's being made new. We're offering them a gospel that is about, the, about a kingdom that is already here but hasn't fully come yet. 
Because the kingdom came when Jesus came. You need to know that. So there's an already not yet to this. So we're offering people a Savior and Lord who, who cares about them holistically. Body, mind, soul, and heart. He cares about your family. He cares about your brokenness. He cares about well, everything you're going through. A Savior who cares about justice and poverty. He cares about those things. So it's bigger than just your individual salvation. It's bigger than that. We're offering Jesus who heals brokenness, who cares about suffering, who forgives all your sins, who brings you into a new relationship with a holy God. A Jesus who changes you from an orphan to a child, from a sinner to a saint. You are beloved. And you should want other people to be beloved. Our mission, outreach, and evangelism is about us introducing our community and neighbors to Jesus Christ through our words and deeds. What does it look like for us to be witnesses of Jesus Christ through this more initiative? It looks like praying and supporting our mission partners. We have two here. Amanda and Marcus, they're missionaries on college campuses. Pray for them. Support them. Go serve with them. We have a work day next Saturday at Lincoln Village Ministry. Come serve with us. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Pray for Trey and Kiki Adams serving in Thailand. They have a newsletter that comes out. Read it. Pray for them. Send them an encouraging email. You do not have to go overseas to be a witness for Jesus. Be faithful where you are, saints. Be the hands and feet of Jesus where you are. Join us in November. We're going to have our very first evangelism training that Amanda is going to lead for us. I want everyone to be here, adults and kids. Kids, you know how to talk about Jesus too. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. This, this more initiative is a big focus of this year as we begin our ministry calendar, which runs from July, from August through July. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to empower us to be a more outwardly facing church in this community. We ha- we got, God has blessed us. And we should want others to share in that blessing. We're asking him to help us be more intentional about connecting with our neighbors in Lincoln Village and asking him to help us be more intentional about connecting with our neighbors that we live next door to. And I confess, I, have, I, I suck when it comes to being a good neighbor. I got to do better. And I'm praying that I will do better when you join me in that prayer. Now, I do have some wonderful news to share. The Spirit is already using this more initiative in our youth ministry. Our youth ministry have been serving faithfully. Thank you for the youth ministry team. Our youth, that's been an example. They're serving. And I'm so proud of them and the youth ministry team. And guess what? The trunk of trees is coming back. <laughs> Praise Jesus. The Spirit has put together a team. And I didn't have to beg anybody. We just made an announcement. 
And God has put together a team of people to, to put on this trunk or treat so that we have an opportunity to invite the community to our campus and we can talk with them about our church and we can talk with them about Jesus. So, so team, thank you all for your service. So pray for this team. If they call you, ask for help. Help and also be prepared to have a trunk. So we're going to get ready to be witnesses for Christ to end this community in this trunk or treat. I want to close again with this quote that I read in the beginning. A good witness isn't a salesman. We're not selling Jesus to people. The emphasis on the person rather than the product. A good witness is like a signpost. Does it matter whether it's old, young, pretty, or ugly? It has to point to the right direction to be able to be understood. We at TVC are witnesses to Jesus Christ. We point people to him and not ourselves. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, if these events and these outreach initiatives that I want to see happen during this ministry, our ministry calendar year, if they're going to have any impact and plant any gospel seeds, it's going to be because of you. It's going to be because of you. And we've been waiting. And if we need to wait some more, we'll wait some more. But Lord, I pray that as we serve next Saturday at LVM, help us to serve faithfully. I pray as we, the team prepares for the trunk or treat, I pray to give them um, great collaboration and that we have a whole bunch of trunks. Man, a lot of people will come through and we can talk with them about Jesus. So, Lord, we don't do this for our own glory. We don't do this so we can, so the church can grow. We just want to point people to Christ and see new faces coming to your kingdom. Will you do that for your glory? I also, again, want to pray for our, our beloved family, the Brickers. I thank you for my brother, Larry. I miss him dearly. And I thank you for the way you have used him to be a blessing in my life. Just his presence, Lord, his words, his service, and who he was, Lord, I'm going to miss that. I pray blessing over his kids, over his grandkids, over his sisters, nieces, and nephews. I pray blessings over our beloved Mary Lou. Watch over her, protect her, and help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. And as they prepare for this, this memorial service, Help us to be here to do and serve any way we can to, to help them doing that service so that it would be a sweet time to celebrate the life of our beloved Larry. Lord, I pray for all of this in Christ's wonderful name. Amen. Will you please stand as we sing, God is good.
I do the benediction, uh, I have one more announcement. So uh, can you be seated for just a moment? I'd like to invite Emma up. prayer gathering, we will focus our prayers on our relationship with the created world and our responsibility towards faithful stewardship of it. Pastor Alex has said that no one should care more about the earth than Christians, and as Christians, we are to bring our cares before our kind and loving creator. In recent news, we've seen horrifying flooding in Pakistan, devastating wildfires in California and Australia, and deadly heat waves in China and the UK. Just to name a few stories, these groans of creation are calls for us to bring these burdens into the Lord and ask for his intervention. These extreme weather events have an unjust impact on the poor and marginalized. So if we are to understand Jesus' heart for the poor and marginalized, we need to learn to pray about the things that affect them. Join us this week either at the church or on Zoom. After the prayer meeting, Anson will facilitate a discussion on the prayer topic for those attending in person at the church building. Um, that's corporate prayer on Wednesday at 7. You can join on Zoom or in person. Um, and then another announcement is if you're helping with trunk retreat, we're going to be meeting like right after church in the fellowship hall. So if you want to join with that, please do. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. All right, beloved, please stand for the Lord's benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. And all God's people say, amen. Uh, we are going to have a sermon discussion, so if you want to be part of that, we'll start that uh, soon. Please greet one another.